Hey team, Glenn Azar here. Welcome back to the Building Better Humans Project podcast. Okay, so I spent the week talking about this Eric Thomas video that absolutely nails it for me. Um, look, I love this guy and he's got a lot of good stuff out there. He's kind of at that Inky Johnson level for me personally. And I know that just because I like something doesn't mean everyone does. But I'd love to share the entire video with you now because I really feel motivated by the way this guy does things. So I hope this is a great way to end your week and uh, hope everything is going well. Of course, again, I'm over in Nepal for another two weeks yet. I'm sure, I've got no doubt I'll be having the ball because I've been looking forward to this trip for so long because it's pre-COVID since I last went to Nepal. So this will be my 16th trip into Everest Base Camp. So I'm out living my life. As we say in this uh, video, I'm crawling to the end. I am most certainly not walking there. I'm talking about maxing out. Listen to me, y'all. Here's my, I don't play basketball, but if you watch my videos and you watch me, I will not walk out of life. I'm going to crawl out of life. When I die, I'm gonna the I promise you, when I die, I won't be. I won't have no energy left. Every practice, I don't want no energy left. Why? Because those other girls you playing, they young. And they're going to burn out by the second half because they're young. And what you're going to do is you're going to be the one to do it. Not, this is what I love about life. When you look at all other motivational speakers, I'm going to be looking at them and I say, ooh, they're ahead of me. But I can get them. Why? Because they ain't been homeless. I have an advantage when you homeless and eating out of trash cans. I flew first class today, right? It was so funny. I flew first class and I guess it's a small flight. So when they served our meal, it was like a real turkey sandwich. You can see other people looking like I'm flying first class. That's wheat bread. I saw them too. I saw the way they was looking like that's wheat bread with cheese. It's not warm. It was like a, I'm talking about like a middle school lunch that your mama would send you with, with a little small bag of chips. I murdered it. <laughs> I was like, whoa, turkey. I, it was so much turkey, it was a cold cut. I took most of the turkey out, Lee, and just kept that much in there. I'm like, it's too much turkey. They looking like, how dare them serve me this? This is first class. I was home, like, let's go. I used to, I didn't eat like this when I was uh, homeless. I didn't know when my next meal would come. Some of you, your problem is you can't deal with adversity. You look at adversity as something negative when it's not. Adversity is the best thing that ever happened to you. Why? Because when adversity happens, most people are going to quit. Listen, we're going into the fourth quarter. I'm working harder now than I worked in January. Then I worked in May. I'm about to put it on now. Why? Because most of the people who do what I do, they about to get tired. My son is 23. Lee, I promise you, we had a layover, went to my mama's house. He slept the whole time. He woke up and said, Dad, I don't know how you do it. I went and worked out. Did the hit boy. Walk with my mom for three or four miles with my niece, talked to my mom, got on the plane, got off, boom, did a presentation. They was like fire pit. They was like, E, best presentation you did all this year. I can't wait to the fourth quarter. I can't wait to the second half because that's when talent goes away. All your talent gone with five minutes left, your legs about to give out. So who wins? Only the person that can go through adversity, that's when you start winning. So that's why you need to practice till you burn out. So when you get on the court, you'll never burn out, and they gonna burn out. They gonna burn out, I'm telling you. It, it, you see it, it's like the game goes up and down and up and down, and the last four, y'all gotta go watch Michael Jordan when y'all get a chance. He would always take a break at about maybe 10 minutes. He'd come back with six minutes left in the game, and he would. And Mike would come in, and those last five, six minutes, he would kill you. 
he would kill you because he has so much energy and so much tenacity and so much strength. And listen to me, I noticed the Michael Jordan, and I'm old, so I don't believe in the Michael Jordan, LeBron uh, comparison. And let me tell you why I don't believe in it. it. Has nothing to do with offense because the way Mike played offense, he shut you down on defense. That's the difference. Mike didn't play one way. Mike wanted it so bad that he would put up 30 and he would stop his guy from scoring zero. That's the difference. He played both ways. How do you play both ways when you're not playing talent no more? You're not playing with talent. At that point, you done dug deep within. Okay, I wasn't even supposed to say this, right? But I got to be honest, I'm going to give y'all one more. I, I shouldn't say this until I come back halfway through the season. Do you understand the reason why I beat most humans at what I do is because the last 10% is the hardest percent. That's the hardest percent, ladies. The last five minutes of game, that's the hard. Let me tell you what I mean by that. While the first 10% is difficult to get started, once you get started, it's something that's called momentum. The challenge with the last 10% of what you do, which makes it hard, is because it's the last and you didn't spend all your energy. That's why the last 10% is the hardest. And you know what I focus on? I focus on the last 10%. And you know what everybody else focus on? They focus on that 90%. So I need y'all to do me a favor. I'm going to need y'all to go to coach and say, coach, you're not being hard enough, coach. We need a little bit more adversity. We need a little bit more adversity, coach. Coach, you're being soft in practice. I know we girls and you think we can't take it, coach. I know what it is, coach. We need you to bring it home, coach. We need a little bit more adversity. Why? How many women in the room love diamonds? Let me see your hand. You love diamonds. Good. Good. And people spend a lot of money for them, right? Listen to me very closely. If you want to be a diamond, ladies, I'm not really into them like that, but if you want to be a diamond, the first thing they do is put them under the most excruciating heat that you can put it under. It goes through heat first. Immense heat. After the heat. Now, I thought that was enough. You take the coal, you put it under heat, and when all that stuff come off, whatever's left is the stone. That's not a diamond, though. It's just the stone. So when you go under heat, and you feel like coach to put you under some heat. That's just the, look, sweetheart, that's just the beginning. Heat is just the beginning of the process. So after, after the heat, when they want to form it, then they put it under pressure to form it. And then after that, it still ain't a diamond. They have to do what to it? You got to cut it. So the diamond that you see, there's no two diamonds alike because when they cut it, each stone reacts different to it. I'm trying to tell you, you want to be a diamond, but you don't want to get cut. You want to be a diamond. You want to win a national title. You want to be a diamond, but you don't want to go through no pressure. You want to be a diamond, but you don't want to go through no heat. And I'm telling you, the best thing that ever happened in my life was homelessness. Why? Because when I took that PhD and that professor, oh man, my mom got so mad. That professor told me, coach, you don't write well enough. You're not, you're not a critical thinker. You don't think well enough to be able to uh, uh, get past this dissertation. I knew exactly what she meant. She meant I had an IQ. <laughs> but I had to explain to her, boo, IQ ain't the only way you succeed in life. I got that GQ. I got that GQ. And I ain't talking about being fine. I got that GQ. I got that grit. And so you know what I did when she told me that? I went to the library, y'all. And I read over... 40 different dissertations until I found the one that looked like something I could write. I went in the library and was like, yep, she right, I ain't got the IQ, but they do have dissertations for free in the library. So we about to go to the library, spend a month here, and I found one like, I could do that. 
And I went home and I stripped it from top to bottom. I kept reading and reading and reading and I saw what it was and I said, I got it. And I had to, it took me four weeks. Some people could do it in 24 hours, turn the paper in it, four weeks and six weeks. And I would turn it in early and she would give it back with red and I'd give it back and she'd give it back with purple and I'd give it to her and she'd give it back with orange. And I told her, you will not break me. You must understand something. This is a class. I was homeless. Homelessness didn't break me. You think a course go, you think, you think a, 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 a pedagogy 10-12 is gonna break me? I was eating out of trash cans. I will defeat this. And some of you, your problem is that every single time you come up against heat, you run. You will never be a diamond like that. You will never be a diamond every time there's pressure you want to break. Emotional, get emotional if you must. Cry if you must. Get it out. But get your butt back up after you finish crying and put a time limit on the crying. You say, coach, I need 30 minutes. Go take it. But when you come back after that 31 minute, you better grind. Because if you don't, you will be stuck at that adversity for the rest of your life. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Building Better Humans podcast with your host, Glenn Azar. For feedback, to stay up to date, or go back and find an old episode, head over to 180.net.au. Yeah, the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Let's go.